Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey, moms. Welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. We're so excited to have you with us. This is episode 125. Let's go, 125. And listen, we have almost made it to the end of October. Wow. That just seems like crazy. Here we are. To me, it feels like it was June five seconds ago. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, and basically the word on the street is we're skipping Thanksgiving. What? Why? Because everybody's going to decorate for Christmas immediately after Halloween. Because it's so cold? Because it's so cold. So, bless Thanksgiving. I don't think the pilgrims knew when they created it that we was going to be like, sorry, we heading on into red and green. Listen, okay, we're down here in Texas, and it's we're having a little cold snap. It says, it's going to be 80 degrees here in a second again. Just wait. We're going to zigzag up and down. This We're going to be on the temperature roller coaster for the next month, where it's going to be like, sweater? Oh, tank top. Oh, sweater. Oh, oh my gosh. I am not wearing a tank top. <laughs> okay, but I work in retail and we have already decorated for Christmas. Really? In the store. It's, we're, I mean, here we go. I mean, retail I get, but yeah, I, I am one of those though, like I am a staunch, we will celebrate Thanksgiving person. Good for you. Yes. I don't want it to be skipped. I, I'm like, I'm here I for I know, but as soon as I hear Christmas music, I'm like, ah, it's time. I, it's so funny because my little Lydia and I were in the car together today, and she was like, I'm ready to start singing Christmas songs. I'm like, sister, ma'am, pump mm-hmm. the brakes. Mm-hmm. I can't help it because when I went into my store the other day, they were already playing Christmas music. I didn't have a choice. So I felt like it was like I was having to get into the I Christmas mean, yeah. spirit. But like, I'm looking at my front window right now at the big inflatable pumpkin in my front yard. You got a couple <laughs> days left, and then see ya. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Okay, but see, the reason that I am excited about Christmas is I love to buy presents. Yes, I know you love to buy presents. So I just want y'all to know that I've already started. Yeah. And I am, like, headlong into it. I'm almost done. Wow. Which I think we talked about this on the podcast last year. Yeah. Last year, you were early, too. I was impressed. So I feel like maybe I should do a Rebecca Bradford gift guide. Sure. Fantastic. Because I have bought so many amazing presents. Wow. Yes. And I can't give them to the people I love, but I could share them with social media. Fantastic. Let's do it. So y'all be looking because I'm going to do it. Great. And then I'm going to have to tell my people, don't look at my social media. <laughs> so you I'm don't see what you're getting. hoping to maybe like convince our children that let's, let's just lurts. Lurts. Wow. <laughs> let's just go on a trip this year and skip presents altogether. I don't know. Kind of makes my heart sad. Oh, uh, you know, I love presents. I know. I really do too, but it's just, it's feeling like a lot right now and something else to do. <laughs> well, listen, if you have need some ideas, you just check out my gift guide. Oh, fantastic. Because our kids are somewhat similar. I might have some good options Great. for Great. Let's just do that. That sounds wonderful. So since we're talking about presents, our uh, episode today is about toddlers and yes. preschoolers. How are you going to connect these dots? Can oh, I? watch it. Here Let's it comes. Go. Okay. And so I decided to pick my top toy picks for toddlers and preschoolers of 2023 okay. <laughs> for 
the podcast. Wow. Don't you think that's great? I love it so much. Tell me your favorite toys. Okay, because here's what happened. I was looking at this, and some of the toys that my children played with 15 years ago are still in circulation. Mm. So I'm going to tell you a toy, and I want to see if your children also played with it as small ones. Okay? This actual toy that I'm about to say was one of my most end favorite toys. Okay. But my kids loved it. Okay. The ball popper. Do you remember oh, the ball popper? Oh my gosh, that you push and it pops the... No. Oh. That what? was like from when you were a kid. Ma'am. But no. Okay, but when my kids were little, they had like a vintage toy line. Yes, they still have the vintage toy line. Okay. Okay, it's not that vintage. It's just 15 years ago. Do you remember the toy that you... It takes batteries, you turn it on and it blows air and you put a ball in it and then it pops the ball out. And it was like a little hippo? Yes. Yeah. I think mine was... I don't remember. Mine was not a hippo. But they have the ball popper still as one of the top toys for toddlers and preschoolers. They loved it. I loved it. Why didn't you love it? Because those dang balls would go under the couch. I mean, the balls went everywhere. And then I was one of those people that was like, if it came with five balls, I want all five balls. But then I could only find four and it would drive me crazy. That's very real. That's very real. And then the kids would try and substitute balls from other things or toys from other things. you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the ball popper is still in circulation. Okay, this next one was a personal favorite of mine. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Er, skirt, er. On this list, is, are these are things you're coming up with, or are these things that are actually still popular? These are things that are still popular. Okay. Wow. And then I'm going to tell you my picks. Oh, But ma'am. these are just okay. the things that when I was researching, I could not believe that this toy was still popular. Okay. Okay, got it. Elmo. Oh my gosh, I was wondering if you're going to bring up Elmo. I loved the Elmo toys we had for my kids. They were my favorite. They were fun. Okay, so when I was in high school is when Tickle Me Elmo like came out. Yes. And I had one. They were like hard to get. Okay, wait a second. What what year were you in high school? Well, 90 um uh, 96 to 2000. Okay, cuz Jake, I remember Jake had this Tickle Me Elmo, when, but he was born in 2006. Yeah, but then they had, and then, like, I think you or somebody gave us one that, like, the Elmo, like, stood up and danced in the hallway. Of course I gave you Elmo. Yeah. I love Elmo. Yeah. So now it's called the Elmo Slide. What's the Elmo Slide? I think he slides. Really? I'm telling you, Elmo is still out and about living his best life. Wow. Elmo. Still getting it. Okay. 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 Can we just be honest, though? Like, a little creepy? A little bit. No, Elbow was never creepy to me. I love him. But a little. No. Okay. No. Okay. Mega Blocks. Did you kids play with Mega Blocks? Yeah, for sure. Listen, that is still one of the most popular toys for kids. The giant Lego Mega Blocks. A staple. A staple. Caleb had this cool Mega Blocks, like, backhoe, like a construction Uh thing that he pushed around. And then you put the Mega Blocks in it, but then it also had the, you could, like, build on it. Yes. Yes. We loved that thing. Okay, it's still out there. Mr. Potato Head. Wow. Mr. He, potato Head he still potato. He is on the Amazon top toys. Mr. What? Potato Head. Wow. I don't even I'm like, what? Who invented that and is getting royalties off of that sucker still to they this day? They are still living in a mansion. I I mean, I'm okay with Mr. Potato Head, but I feel like it's it it's like one of those if you lose the parts, and I mean thank goodness you can put them in his bottom. But Which like, is weird. It is weird. It is weird. You open up his bottom. <laughs> And there's a hole, and you put his parts in there. Sorry, kids, I don't really know how that works, but okay, you know. And Mrs. Potato Head, let's not let's not leave her out. She is a part of this. No, her accessories were so much better. 
She had like red lips. Remember the red lips? Yeah, and little hair and earrings mm-hmm. and a little purse. Oh, she did have earrings. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. But that's one of those things that like when the pieces start going their own way, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, now you've just got a spud. Well, now you can replace it with a brand new Mr. Potato Head. Wow. Okay, this last one's for you because I think, I don't know why I think that you love this one, but I think you love this one. The Hungry Caterpillar. What do I love about it? Do you love him? I mean, it's a did, book. Is but there did a you toy? Have, oh, there's all these toys that go with it now. Really? There's the Hungry Caterpillar Choo Choo Train. What? It's like wooden. Wait a minute. Why do you think I would like the Hungry Caterpillar? So I just remember that when I first met you and you had Caleb, y'all would do these educational things at your house. <laughs> and I feel like the Hungry Caterpillar is educational. It is. We read it together. And so I feel like it's something you love. Wow. Okay, we read all those books, and I loved the illustrations and everything, but we don't, I don't think we ever had any toys. Okay, well, it has toys now. Wow, okay. So there you go. Well, that's good. We, I don't, I never read The Hungry Caterpillar. We never had The Hungry Caterpillar. What? I was anti-educational. Get out of here. Get out of (laughs) here. I'll be an educational grandma, but I was not an educational mom. Okay, these are my top toy picks of 2023 for preschoolers and toddlers. Ready? Let's go. And guys, I'm putting the links in the show notes. Don't oh, you worry. Ma'am. Don't okay. you worry. Okay, this is one of my faves. It's the Melissa and Doug wooden work and PlayStation. Let me tell you about this. Let's hear it. It's got a laptop. What? And a mouse. What? And a phone. It looks like your desk at Cute. work. And everything moves and makes noises. Cute. Isn't that fun? That's adorable. I love it. I think kids would love that. Yes. Okay. These are new. The Hide and Seek Busy Bags. Okay. Okay, so it's a, looks like a sack that has, um, it's a sensory toy where it's got like stuff that you squish around. Sure. But hidden inside are little um, items that are shapes. Yeah. And you have a little tag that says find the, um, I'm trying to think what the one was I saw that was an animal, like find the microphone. And you squish the bag till you find the microphone and you see it in the bag. Cute. And so it's something that you can sit down with a kid and like sit and do thump something together. It's called a busy it. bag. I love it. What what happens when the kid busts open the stuff in the bag? Listen, these toy makers make their toys safe. Mm. It is not going to bust open. Mm. Okay, great. Fantastic. Glad you thought that through. Because toddlers and preschoolers cannot have small objects that can be swallowed. Right. No, I'm like, okay. Don't you get, worry. Get some knife, get some scissors, but that's great. Let's okay. go. Fantastic. Construction play utensils. Okay, okay, so you know how at this age you're always trying to teach them how to use forks Ma'am, and spoons? we have these. We have this. Do set. you have this? Yes. It's like a bulldozer yes. spoon and a yes. backhoe fork. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you so guys, it makes it fun. It's the cutest. If you're trying to teach your kids to eat and you don't have this yet, it's the cutest thing. And it really, they're like little construction, like diggers and stuff on the plate. And it looks like a construction site. Yes. And you, yeah, and you, and the other cute one that we got when the kids were little was like, it would go around the plate, and they would eat through the squares, and at the end, there was a prize. It was almost like a game board. A and game would, board for your food? Come on, ma'am. Don't give me them faces. It's the game of life for dinner. <laughs> it actually kind of sounds fun. But anyway, the construction thing was really cute. Yeah. Okay, and my last top toy pick is this game that's called Where's Bear? Stacking Game. Okay. So they're blocks, which toddlers and preschoolers love to learn to build. Mm-hmm. But there's a little wooden bear, and you hide him under one of these stacking blocks so that the kids have to find the bear. Cute. Where's bear stacking blocks? 
Cute. I mean, Love. there are such fun toys now. I don't remember being this excited about toys when I actually had a toddler. So are they like mega blocks, but there's just like a little bear? Yes. Okay, so potentially if you had some mega blocks. Stop it. Stop trying to make it yourself. You could get a little no, ma'am. piece from one of your games. It's Christmas. Buy them a new oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Buy them a new one. Kate out here trying to go in her pantry and find the pieces to make her own. No, ma'am. You get a gummy bear. No. And you put it in the blocks. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love those. That's fun. Way to repurpose. That makes me feel excited about Christmas, actually. I just wish I had a toddler so I could buy him a toy. If you have a toddler, reach out to me. I'll buy them a toy. <laughs> those are cute. I like that. So, anyway, they'll be in the show notes, the links, because once you see them, you're going to want them. And I'm saying, you better buy them now, because all this stuff's going to be gone. Remember last year? Do you remember last year on the podcast when there were, like, ships in the ocean that couldn't bring stuff to the shore and we were talking about how nobody was going to get a Christmas was present last year or the year before was that last year were we still doing that in 2022 we couldn't get ships to the shore I think the ships were on the wherever they couldn't get to the shore last year we at one point coming up on Christmas we did make jokes about us jumping on some jet skis out on the coast being like looking for our yes. presents Listen, yeah everybody's getting a present this year all those ships have already shipped their stuff over they're in Walmart y'all just go get it it's here already <laughs> But I remember that. Okay. So listen, that's my segue into toddler and preschool season. Let's go. Toddler preschool season. Okay. So this, for me, was the hardest parenting season in Mm. my journey, which kind of might sound interesting because I am about to launch a kid to college, which sounds harder, but I don't know what it was. For this season of my life, it was the hardest of my parenting journey. Um, I think it was the time that I doubted myself most as a mom. Mm. So we talked about this with our newborn season where you're just, it's all unknown and you have no idea what you're doing. But for some reason, I remember feeling like, it's all right. I can keep this kid alive. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And y'all all know that I don't remember being tired. So I must have had the best newborn season ever. Mm. But then I got to the toddler season and oh my gosh, I felt like everything changed. I had, my first child was an angel baby. He slept good. He ate good. He was cute. He was friendly in the stores. Everybody loved him. And then we got to the toddler stage and he was still all those things, but we added on like so much energy, Mm. so curious, always climbing, always touching. He wanted to give up his nap. And that is the time when I felt like I went crazy as a parent. Dude, the last thing you said, the giving up the nap. Oof, that'll put you oh, under. It makes you so sad. Yeah. I love nap time. Yeah. And so he would, every time I would give him a drink, he would spill it. Every time we would go in a store, he would want out of the cart. He right. wanted to touch everything. He wanted to walk all by himself. He wanted to do it all by himself. I just felt so overwhelmed and ill-equipped that I couldn't quite make sense of what life was like now. Because in a sense, you feel stuck. Like, is well, this yeah. going to be my life no, from now on? No, and living with someone that's like has multiple personality disorder. Because it's like, one day, he is so happy that you cut the crusts off his sandwich. And the next day, how dare you? How dare you cut the crusts off? Yes. How dare you? You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Or like, you know, one day, he's so happy that you were the one that put the grapes on his plate. And I mean, and maybe it was even like, for breakfast. He was so happy to have been served breakfast and there were grapes on his plate. But then at dinner, 
you were the one to put the grapes on his plate, but he wanted to do it, but you didn't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that he wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, it's like he's flipping tables and stuff, you know, because it's like, <laughs> how dare you not know what I wanted and that it changed in the last three hours. You know, it's just a lot to navigate. It's a lot to navigate. Well, and it's a lot for them to navigate because their little bodies are changing exactly. and their little minds are growing they're getting more independence and curiosity, but it's a lot for a mom to change because you kind of felt like you were in a rhythm and then all of a sudden the rhythm switched Yeah, and you're in a new rhythm. And I don't think I like this rhythm as much as I like the last one that included two naps a day. So, right. It's no. hard. It's yes. hard. Yes. And they're starting to try and figure out, you know, it's like going from crawling to walking, you know, and they're wanting to get more independence, but they can't fully yet and they stumble along the way that's right that's I mean that's the key and that's why we titled this episode the stumbling season because Mm -hmm. I think when you think about toddlers as they start to go from crawling to walking they do stumble a lot Mm -hmm. and that's just part of it and I think as a parent you just assume that that is part of it but then when you look at your own life and you see yourself stumbling you feel like maybe there's something wrong with you for sure. And I, when I look back on this season, I think this not only was it a stumbling season for my toddlers, but it was a stumbling season for me. Because I think what we forget about so much of motherhood is you're also parenting yourself. You know, you're growing as a person as this child is growing. And mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I think we get it in our minds that like, we're going to just be able to like know what to do when mm-hmm. they hand you this kid, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like just as soon as you start to get your feet under you with like the season that you're in, here comes the new season. And so you're stumbling into that and trying to figure it out along with them. Yes, I agree. And I think some of the ways that I, like when I entered that season, some of the things that I found that kind of arrived in my life that I wasn't expecting is I started yelling a lot. Mm. Because you can't get them to listen. Right. And so you start raising your voice more and more. And then I just eventually started yelling. And obviously that doesn't help. But I just yelled a lot. I remember telling God, I'm not good at this. Mm. I don't know why you gave me this kid. Didn't you know I wasn't going to be good at this? Maybe you got this wrong. I felt guilty a lot because you'll get to the end of a day with a toddler or preschooler and you felt like you just royally screwed up. You yelled, you they got in trouble, they didn't take a nap, whatever it might be. And so you get to the end of the day with all this guilt, you know, like I can't believe I did that today. And then I would even say for your relationship with your spouse, it was rocky. Sure. Because potentially they're not home all day like you are. So when they come in the door from work, they kind of assume that your day was like their day. And if they had a good day, but your day could have been chaos. exactly. And they want to come in and interact with you. And you're so frazzled and guilty Mm -hmm. that you just don't want to talk at all. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like even your relationship with your spouse during this time is just kind of like, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, he could have come home and we had a great day or he could come home and we had a terrible day. Yeah, and you really start to, if if you're stay-at-home during this season, and I think maybe that's our perspectives primarily because I think you were at home, weren't you, with your first with your toddler? Um, Kind of. I worked part-time. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and I was at home with my toddler, and so I think for us, we primarily speak from that perspective of just being within that Groundhog's Day feeling of like, here we go again, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, here we go again, and... There's a lot of, I think for me, this feeling like I'm trapped 
in this house with this person who is mentally unwell and <laughs> I have to navigate this along with them and and I don't have the tools to be able to do this yes well and it is emotionally and mentally so draining I think toddlers require a lot of creativity on the part of the parent mm-hmm. because of the amount of pivots per day and to get them to get you know, for you to get them to do what you want them to do without it becoming some catastrophic event, it requires, I think, the the most downplayed characteristic of being a good parent to a toddler is creativity. I think that's great. Because you, and so by the time, the end of the day, you are mentally tapped out because you have been, you know, playing hot potato you all day long trying yep. to keep this person, you know, on balance, Yep, getting creative, being, you know, gentle parenting or whatever it is where it's trying to give them choices. Making or, up a song to go with everything. Yes. Clean up, clean yes. up. It's like, let's make this a song and then maybe you'll do it. Yes. You know, so that by the time, you know, your spouse gets home and if you were home with a kiddo and they also maybe have had a long day at work, uh, but they come home and you want to be able to tag them in and they're like, well, wait a minute, I'm tired too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course they aren't going to do it like you were going to do it. So then it's the problem anyway. Yes, you know, exactly. Like, Excuse me. Exactly. He likes his banana sliced a quarter inch thick. No wonder he's on the floor screaming. And you're, the dad just handed him a whole banana. He's like, I didn't even cut it. Here, take it. See what you can do with this. Yeah. Well, the reason he smashed it on the floor is because you didn't do what he wanted, sir. Could have told you, but it's just a lot to navigate. It's a lot to navigate. It is. And all of us face stumbling in our life. I mean, just like a toddler learning to walk, we just what you said earlier, Kate, we're learning too. I think as moms, we feel like we have to know what we're supposed to do in every season. And we just want to say to you, take that pressure off yourself. Yeah. It's okay. We have all been there when you hit a situation and you don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think every new season of motherhood brings new challenges, um, more things to learn, more ways to be creative. Even if you figure it out with the first kid, your second kid's going to be different. So it's like you start all over again having to be creative and come up with new things. But we all have seasons where we stumble. And so I think we need to give ourselves some grace to say, you know what, if you do have a bad day with your toddler, that is not who you are. That was a day. Yeah, and I think realizing that the growth is not that we stop stumbling. It's that we get more comfortable stumbling. Yes, yes. Because we're going to stumble all the way through our lives. You never fully figure it out. You never get sure fitting. If we did, we wouldn't need Jesus. That's right. If we did, we wouldn't need God. You. It keeps us relying on him. And so the stumbling never stops. It's just your comfort level with the stumbling grows. And you give yourself you give yourself more grace. You give others more grace as you realize, oh, yeah, here I am stumbling again. Okay, I know what this is like. Well, think about when your kid is learning to walk. I just posted this video on my social media the other day. We found this video of Jake learning to walk, which was back in the day when we did not have cell phones to record this stuff. So I'm kind of like, where in the world did this come from? Do we have like a VHS or something? I don't know, but I loved that video. But like he learning to walk, stumbled and fell and bumped into things. And never once did I say, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you're not getting this. Exactly. We cheered them. Yeah. We celebrated. Yeah. When they did fall, 
you tried not to make a big deal out of it, you know? Right. Oh, it's okay. Right. Get back up. Yes. Shake it off. Because you knew that was part of learning to walk was falling down. Yes. You know, like we intuitively know that you would never, they wouldn't fall and you'd be like, oh, you big dummy. You know, right. Right. I know you're only 11 months old, but you should be like, no, you like instinctively know that that's part of it. But yet we are unwilling to give ourselves the same amount of grace. Because I think we think God's upstairs in heaven going, mm-hmm. I cannot believe you did that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. We are his child, just like Jake is my child. And he is with us every single step of that way. Yeah. Celebrating when we do great, picking us back up when we fall, dusting us off, putting us back on our feet. I just, Mama, I think so often we look at ourselves differently than we look at our kids. Yeah. We give our kids grace and we don't give ourselves grace. Yeah, I agree. And I found this scripture from Psalm 37, 23 through 24 that says, The Lord establishes the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. It makes me That's think good. of what we do with our toddlers. Yeah. We hold them by the hand. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when your toddler's learning to walk and you've got one hand and maybe you're walking down the sidewalk, their feet will buckle mm-hmm. and they'll kind of give way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I would always grab their hand and kind of pull up a little bit so they'd almost be hanging in midair yeah. <laughs> yeah. until they could put their feet back down. Right, right. I think I remember, like, wondering if I was going to pull their arm sure. out of their socket. Oh, right. Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. But you would like instinctively lift a little bit. Right. And then they'd put their feet back down and then you'd sit them back down. Uh-huh. And I can just see God doing mm. that with us. You know, he's walking with us, holding our hand. I mean, the greater thing is that God knows we're going to fall before we fall. And so he's already ready to like hold tight, let us kind of get our bearings, put our feet back down and then off we go. Yeah. And I just think we need to see that for ourselves, especially during seasons where we feel like we're not quite getting it. Yeah. Why do I keep struggling? Why do I keep falling? Stop going to Google. Stop going to self-help books. Go back to the Lord yeah. and ask him, Yeah, God, hold my hand. Help me through this. I think one of the things this verse reminds us is that God is establishing our steps. And I want you to know with 100% certainty, mom, that you are a mom because God made you one. Right. I mean, we think we might have control over how we start our families or when we start our families or even how big our families are. We don't. God is the creator of life, and the people that are in your home are because he put them there. Mm. So you never have to doubt that God made a mistake making you a mom. He intentionally did that. He wants you to be a mom. And so when we can give God back that power to go, okay, God, you have authority over this. You made me a mother, so you're going to equip me to do the things I'm doing. You're going to establish my steps. Well, and don't you think that out of the stumbling season comes the confidence because it's it's in the stumbling that we're trying to get our footing. We're trying to figure something out. And it's it's in that stumbling that we we finally start to figure out our steps. You know, when we think about our toddlers, they they don't have confidence yet. You, you know, they're they're looking like when they first start taking those steps, they have their hands out, you have your hands out, and they're just hoping to make it to you. That's right. right? That's right. But over time, you start to see them stumble less and gain confidence as they start to figure their feet out. And I think we have to stick with the stumbling seasons, let them happen as we figure out our footing. You know, this last year, I started a new job at our church, and I'm uh, working for this nonprofit, and I love it. It's been such a gift to be a part of. But for the first time, I'm I'm actually working a full-time job for the first time in 
gosh, I don't even know since I've had Caleb. Uh, and so it's full time. And then I'm working where I'm going into work. Actually, I'm not working from home. And then I'm sat at a table with, uh, primarily men in high leadership positions. And I've been handed this role and I'm kind of looking around going, what? No. Why do y'all think I can do this? I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> you know, why, why? And I feel like I've spent the last nine months stumbling in it. And it's been a stumbling season of me kind of going, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to kind of keep trying because kind of like what you just said about, like, I believe that God has put me in this position and therefore he has equipped me to do it. Mm-hmm. And so he's got me mm-hmm. and I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to have all the answers. He's going to guide my steps. Um, but for me, I've, what I've had to hold on to is godly confidence and godly bravery. That's good. And just holding on to thinking about like David in front of Goliath, you know, there was no reason based on like his, er, our earthly understanding that David would be able to conquer Goliath. Like it it doesn't make any logical sense, Uh but David wasn't trusting in himself and his own ability. He was trusting in his God. That's right. And that his God had called him to this and therefore was going to give him the victory. That's right. And so for me, it's been that same thing of just holding on to, okay, I don't feel equipped. I feel like I am a David sitting at a table of Goliaths. You know, these champions, these, right? Yep. These big men of the faith that I have no reason to be at this table with. And yet... Here I am. God has established your steps. And God is establishing my steps. That's right. And so I'm starting to feel myself, after being a year in this position, starting to go, okay, I feel like I'm stumbling a little less. Right. But I'm still trusting him. And I'm getting more comfortable with my stumbles. I think that was part of what I was trying to bring up earlier, is it's like I'm less insecure Mm -hmm. about failing. Yes. Because I... I don't, I, I think I just, there's just not, not so much pressure anymore. It's like, well, okay, I'm probably not going to get it right all the time. And that's, and that's okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and as a mom, when our kids, you know, our goal for them is to walk and mm. then run and yeah. then jump. We see down the road for them and go, man, I can't wait for you to learn all these new things. God is saying the same thing to us. Mm. I can't wait for you to learn all these new things, but you have to go through this first. Right. And yeah. that's okay. Just what you said. It's okay to be comfortable in the stumbling yeah. and say, if this is where you have me right now, Lord, I'm going to trust. And that's what the second thing this verse says is that the Lord upholds you with his hand. Mm. You are never away from God. You are never far from him. Right. Just like as a mama, you're holding tight to that baby. God is holding tight to you. And when you do, your legs start to buckle and you give way. Would you just trust that God still has your hand? And even if you feel like you're hanging in midair for a few seconds, Mm -hmm. he's allowing you that chance to get your feet back under you so that you can walk again. Mama, he is holding you up each and every day, each and every season. So throughout this Mind Your Motherhood series, what we wanted to do is kind of give you some things that you can embrace and some things that you can let go of. And one of the things that I if I could go back and tell myself this as a toddler mom, this is what I would say. And I would love to say to you that I did this, but I don't think I did. I think that this is something that um, I wish I had done a better job of. And that's delighting Mm -hmm. in those moments I had with my toddler. Mm -hmm. I was so busy 
trying to clean up behind him and make sure everything was okay and figure out what the next activity was so he wasn't, you know, off doing something he shouldn't, that I forgot to delight in those moments of the season. You know, when their eyes light up at a new discovery or when they figure out how a toy works or even when they just take joy in watching the trash truck go by. I wish I had stopped more to just delight in those moments. Yeah, I agree because I think when I look back, my treasured moments are not when the house was perfectly clean mm-hmm. or we had just done, you know, a learning activity like you talked about. It was those <laughs> moments when I think back on Caleb where we I sat down on the floor with him and we took those mega blocks and built a tower as high as we could and you know challenged could we build it higher than Caleb and then his favorite thing was always to knock it over and then his just his delight the laugh the, the joy laugh. Ugh, their laugh of him watching that tower fall and then we do it all again and i'm with you you know if there was something i i wish i would have embraced more it was just it would be getting on the floor and just soaking up the joy of who they are and who they're becoming in that time Well, and I think sometimes, I don't know if if it happened to you, but you got into that phase with the newborn where it was easier to get out. Yeah. And so you kind of knew, okay, we can go to Target during this time. Or you even probably got back into a phase where you could go out to eat with your spouse again because the baby would be asleep. I think I tried to carry that into toddlerhood and I tried to keep going out as much as I had been. And what I found was it was not as enjoyable. No, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. And so I wish I could go back and tell myself, stop trying to go and do so many things. Mm. Just be at home. Yeah, and it's a tricky balance, isn't it? Because you, there's a part of you that wants to get out of the house with them because, you know, you get tired of being in the house Yes. With them. But yet getting out of the house is so hard. You know, when they're two and even three, like taking them to a playground Oh boy. I mean, you know, it's just exhausting. exhausting. Yes. Because it's basically an hour and a half of them trying to kill themselves, you know, and you're just fall off everything on the playground, <laughs> eat rocks. Yes. <laughs> or throw rocks in, at some kid's face or like, I don't even know. I remember trying to go out to eat with a toddler. Yeah. We would end up fighting every time. Yeah. I would get so frustrated because they didn't want to stay in the high chair. Uh-huh. They didn't want to eat what we were having. Uh-huh. You and your spouse are trying to have a conversation, which should never happen when a toddler <laughs> is eating at the same table with you. Because yeah. both of you have to have your eyes on them to make sure that everything is okay. Yes. And I would get so mad. Yes. And it was like I just had to tell myself, Rebecca, this is just not the time to go out to eat. Get it to go. It- Right. Go back home. No, I think we finally figured out, like, if we were with extended family, like, thankfully, the grandparents got so good about being like, well, I'll go walk them around. Yep. And then the other one say, well, I'll go walk them around. Yep. I'll go walk them around. Because that was the only way anybody could ever eat. Yes. Yeah. And the last thing I thought about was the grocery store. Like, I know, Mama, you have to get groceries, but going in a grocery store with a toddler sometimes can be just horrible. Yeah. So now when I'm in a grocery store and I see a mom with uh, a toddler, I just want to go hug her. I know. <laughs> so you're doing such a good job. Yeah. You're all, do you want me to go get bread for you? Like, what else do you need? Let me help you. Because you just remember you were frantically trying to get it all in the basket yes. to the checkout before nap time. Before nap time. Yes. And then I don't know if you were like this, but I, I mean, I was such a nap time Nazi that I didn't want them falling asleep in the car. On no, the ma'am. Home. You would like yell at them and sing to them. <laughs> the windows are down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because if they fell asleep before you got home, then they'd wake up and wouldn't go back down. Oh, 
I had one baby that would transfer. I guess that's what we would always say. You know, does your does your kid transfer? I had one that would go from car seat to bed and not wake up. That yes. was the only one. Yeah. And that's the thing. They're all different. Yeah. They're all different. And celebrate those differences. Yeah. You know, don't don't think if your second kid doesn't act like your first kid or they don't nap the same or they don't like the same toys or they aren't as good with people. You know, when you'd go out in public and, and your baby wouldn't want to make eyes with the stranger. Like, that's okay. Uh-huh. I feel like we're trying so hard to make our kids fit into this social norm uh-huh. of what they should be doing. Yeah. Instead of embracing who they are. Yeah. How did God make them? You yeah. know? That's so interesting because Caroline has been my one that's like, does not care to perform for people. And uh-huh. it's very hard for me as a people pleaser. I'm like, I promise she's sweet. Yes. She just, but she does not care. She has no, it does not bother her one lick. If right. you are handing her a sucker and being so nice to her, she will stank eye you and just, you know, and it embarrassed me for a while. And I just had to get over it. Well, and don't we feel like we have to explain? Yes. We're always trying to explain. Yes. But I want to say to you, mom, if your kid does give me the stank eye, I don't care. It's okay. I don't care. I get it. Yeah. You don't have to explain a thing to me. Yeah. But I do think sometimes we feel like we have to explain to the stranger why they're acting the way they are. Well, because you never know like what, I mean, bless it. Why am I going to categorize? But sometimes it's like a senior citizen or something that's like at the grocery store that wants your kiddo to perform and you're like, it's just not going to happen, sir. No. So sorry. You know, I would love for my child to make your day by smiling at you, but she ain't going to do it. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yes. Grace, Mama Grace. And I thought about this. If your husband comes home from work, which this would happen, and he would have accomplished 346 things, like his to-do list was all done, and he would look at me and say, what did you do today? Oh, boy. (laughs) And I always felt like I had to come up with things that I had done. Yeah. Because you don't want them to think you've done nothing. Yeah. But I just want to say to you, if all you did was build a tower with your toddler, good for you. That's enough. Listen, y'all alive? That's right. You did it. That's enough. There is no shame. You were present. You played. I remember um, a couple months ago, I got the joy of watching my neighbor's little girl. And it was so interesting to me because I watched her at my neighbor's house. And it's not, I'm not her grandma. I mean, I am older, (laughs) but I'm not her grandma. But when you get the chance again, Uh like after being absent from that season, Uh I did it so different. Sure. I sat on the floor and played with her. I did not worry about the house. It wasn't my house, but I didn't worry about that stuff. Yeah. And when she would light up because she learned something new, we would celebrate and clap. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if I did this with my own babies. Sure. But when you get out of that season and you have the chance to like relive it a little bit, it's Uh amazing how you do it differently. Yeah. And I see why grandparents say it's so fun to be a grandparent because you get to go back and do the things that you're like, I don't know if I did this with my kids. No, but you're right because I mean, when you're, but when you're the mama, I mean, yeah, you want to play with them, but you also have dishes to do and meals to prep and a house to take care of and sometimes other children. And it's just, I don't know. It feels like getting on the floor and playing feels like a luxury sometimes. It does. It does. But I'll say this. If you have the chance to do it, do it. Yeah. And if you're a working mom and you don't get to be home with your babies all day, then when you get home, you get on the floor and play with them then. Mm. And don't you worry about all that other stuff. If you have to wear the same dirty clothes four days in a row, it's fine. Mm -hmm. If you're working with another mom, she's going to understand. We just want to say to you that God loves you. He's got you by the hand. Um, Just like you love your toddler so much and want to teach them new things. 
God wants to teach you new things. So during this season of stumbling, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that you're going to fail too much or you're going to do something wrong. Just go back to the Lord and say, teach me again. Yeah. Let me learn something new. Trust him that he has you by the hand and he really does. Oh gosh, mom, hear this today. He gave you that baby for a reason Mm -hmm. and he's created your family for a reason and a purpose and you have nothing to be ashamed of. Because whatever you're doing right now, you're doing the very best you can. And God knows that. We love you, moms. Thanks for joining us today for the stumbling season. We'll see you next time. Bye, moms. Mamas, we want to make sure you know that we have Mind Your Motherhood swag just for you. Our sweatshirts are going to be available soon as our shop opens up. So make sure you follow Gather Moms on social media so that you can shop when it drops.